I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Mighty Main Street, the faces and places of Utah. This show features interviews with our small business community of the that created our Utah Museum job market. Utah. We're supported Jason by Utah Cryan. Office of Tourism and uh, uh, Welcome Lake. to Mighty Main Street, Jason. It's a pleasure to have you on board. And I'm excited to hear about how you became the new director. And we've got to talk about what's going on at our beautiful Natural History Museum of Utah and all the wonderful ologies that are up there. I mean, gosh, I went to your website <laughs> and you've got like seven of them. So you'll have to give us an update. So, Jason, how did we get so lucky to get you on board? Well, Chris, thanks uh, again for, for asking me to be on with you today. It's, it's a real pleasure. Uh, I've been Thank here you. in Utah as a, the uh, executive director of the, of the uh, museum since March of 2020. So actually my first day on the job, uh, my first day in the office was literally the day that we had to shut things down because of COVID. So it was not the best way of, of starting a, a brand new adventure like this. Uh, nevertheless, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm super excited to be here in, in Utah. I'm so thrilled to be at this beautiful museum um, and with working with this uh, amazing team. I, I came most recently from a position as deputy director at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences back in Raleigh. So I'm an East Coaster by birth, but um, I'm learning to love being a Westerner. What a great I, attitude. I, you know, <laughs> thanks. My first kind of uh, introduction to this position was uh, unusual, to say the least. Uh, you know, 2020 has thrown quite a few challenges at everyone uh, here, and, and we're, of course, uh, right in the mix. Uh, you know, we, of course, had to start right away with the pandemic and, and learning how to navigate that whole environment. Uh, but then, you know, <laughs> literally a week after I arrived in, in Salt Lake City, we had an earthquake, which was um, not expected. <laughs> That's um, not funny. And shortly after that, we had a mountain hurricane. Uh, and then, you know, we dealt with riots and, and uh, civil unrest. Oh. We had, uh, you know, wildfires, including one that was right up uh, in the foothills near the museum. So uh, it has been quite a ride so far. You know, that's one of the best baptism by fire stories I've heard in a long time. <laughs> I mean, you just stacked those right up. Welcome to Utah. <laughs> if you if you don't thank like you. our weather and our conditions, just give us five minutes. Uh, well, well exactly. thank you for thank you for, for weathering the storm. You know, you're making me think of something, Jason. Uh, one of the underwriters of this program, Visit Salt Lake, the CEO, Caitlin Eskelson, started about the same time you did in her new position mm. over 
visit Salt Lake. And so you know what's crazy about this? Because, you know, that was 2019. We were rocking and rolling. We came into 2020 feeling pretty good. Um, I bet there's I bet there's a collection of folks like you that have taken executive positions right before COVID. You guys should start like a you're like, it's like your crib mates. You could just start a little program yeah. and you know, share ideas. And, or at the very at the very least, a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us uh, this is such a gorgeous museum. Tell us what's going on and, and what are some of your practices right now um, to keep us safe, but also let us still get out and enjoy this beautiful museum. Yeah, thanks for asking. So we, uh, we of course, had to close uh, for, for a few months, uh, but we reopened to the public in mid-August. Um, and we've done so, I, I believe, uh, to the best of our ability to make our, our staff, our volunteers, and certainly our visitors uh, safe, as safe as possible. So we have a couple of new practices at the museum, including a reserved uh, t- timed ticketing system. So uh, folks who would like to visit the museum can do so by reserving tickets online at our website uh, for a certain entry period during the, during the, uh, during the day. So we've done we've implemented that reserved time ticketing system, but we've done it at a limited capacity. So we're only uh, self-limiting to about 30% of our normal built-in capacity, and that translates to just shy of 400 tickets available per day. Um, so that's working out very well to keep the capacity, keep the density of people in the in the building at any one time uh, very low. Uh, in addition, we, we want people to come and have this great visitor experience, as they're, they're used to doing, of course. And uh, one of the ways that they do that is, is interacting with several elements in our galleries. And so we, we want to continue that, that visitor experience, but we want to, of course, do that safely as well. So we've, uh, we have this really fantastic and innovative uh, team at the museum, and, and the exhibits portion of that team came up with a, a way to, to handle that challenge. So we're now distributing uh, a little stylus to each visitor as they come into the building, and they can use that stylus throughout our galleries to push a button, interact with a screen, turn something, slide something, do all of these things to, to help them enjoy the interactive elements of the exhibits uh, as they visit, which is pretty cool. That is uh, way In addition, cool. we have a lot of <laughs> it's uh, super cool. Uh, in addition, we have a lot of the, the standard kind of health and safety. Um, innovations that you would expect, things like you know, sanitization stations, hand sanitizer throughout the galleries. We, uh, we've implemented a one-way path uh, through, the, uh, through the museum. So in a, in a quote-unquote normal time period, uh, visitors would come in and they would kind of wander through, the, through our galleries uh, at, their, at their leisure and, and in the directions that they choose. Um, now, temporarily, we're asking folks to take a one-way path to kind of make sure that uh, visitor flow is, is consistent and, and uh, reduce um, or increase distance between parties in the, in the galleries. Um, so, so we believe that with all of these innovations, all of these new practices, uh, we, are, we are doing things as safely as possible. Of course, uh, masks are required by uh, everyone in the building, and so... so um, Again, we, we believe that this is the best way forward. And so far, community response has been very strong and very consistent. So we're, we're very happy about that. Are you still, you're, are you not renting the museum right now? Because I know people have rented it for incredible events. In, indeed. And, and we have such, as you know, such a beautiful building. I mean, you do. Just the the architecture is gorgeous. The exhibitions are gorgeous. Um, and, that, and event rentals are, are a big source of income for us. Uh, unfortunately, that is temporarily stopped. So, so with, uh, with 
CDC guidelines and health um, department guidelines, we just can't have uh, rentals of or groups of more than 10 people, um, you know, at a time in, in the building. So, so we'll resume that, um, but right now it's temporarily stopped. And then do you have a vibrant database where you're sending out your e-news and uh, letters as far as anything that's going on differently or that people can come and see or enjoy? Indeed, we do. We, we have a very large database that we, we communicate with uh, regularly about that. Uh, and, of course, a, a great membership base uh, for the museum, people who support the museum and have done for so, for so many years. Um, we have developed a, a, a number of, of uh, new kind of online digital resources that are available through our website, uh, including virtual tours and, and other programming. Um, that allow visitors to come in uh, virtually to the museum, even if they're unable at this point or un- uncomfortable at this point to to, uh, to join us in person. So we're really pivoting many of our programming, including some of the, the very anticipated annual events at the museum, things like the behind-the-scenes event we had recently uh, pivoted to an online uh, format. Um, many of the educational resources are, are now being either uh, modified or, or pivoted to online. Uh, for example, we're in the midst right now of our uh, one of our signature annual events, DinoFest. Uh, that's that's something that typically in a, in a normal year would draw several thousand people uh, in, over the course of a weekend. Uh, and now we are extending that rather than just one weekend. We have 10 weeks of programming uh, in an online venue that really brings that, that uh, excitement to, to folks at home. Can you believe that you're in dinosaur country? I mean, you can just go down south and start digging and you'll find a bone. <laughs> Is that, did you just want to pinch it's yourself? Isn't it amazing? It's amazing. It really is. And so I have to say, uh, only somewhat facetiously, I love dinosaurs. I'm a bug guy. Uh, Are you a bug my training guy? Is as an, I am a bug guy. My training is as a, uh, an entomologist, so I'm an insect scientist. And I study tropical insect evolution and biodiversity. And so I love dinosaurs. I know that they're super charismatic. Um, but I got to say, I, I throw in a, a shout out to, to the, the creepy crawlies. <laughs> you know what? Bugs are so cool. I mean, they, they really are. I completely agree with you. I, I had a dragonfly that died on the front steps of our of our home, and it was just in perfect condition. It's on my bookshelf. It's absolutely gorgeous. So I'm with you. Yeah. You're a bug guy. That's fabulous. you got to get a T-shirt that says, I'm a bug guy. I, I actually get a license plate, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Jason, what a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so glad that we scooped you away from the Carolinas and that you're turning into a wonderful Westerner. Uh, welcome to Utah. The Natural History Museum of Utah is phenomenal. Do you want to give us two things, your address and your website in closing? Certainly. So we're, of course, uh, right up on the foothills um, on the campus of the University of Utah on Wakara Drive. So mm-hmm. it's 301 Wakara uh, Wakara Way. Right. And uh, the website is nhmu.utah.edu. And I'm, I just have to tell everybody, you got to check out the website. It is phenomenal. Your website is so beautifully designed, and it's so easy to navigate. Uh, congratulations to that. Jason, may we have your website address? You sure can. The the museum's website address is nhmu.utah.edu. Jason, all the best to you. Thanks, Chris. It was a pleasure. Check out our interviews on the podcast page of kslnewsradio.com. I'm host Chris Redgrave. We're coming right back on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and 
get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.